Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Christian Apologist Podcast. Today is Hump Day. Hope you're having a very blessed Hump Day today. Today I want to talk about, you know, with we got this cancel culture going on, and so aren't Christians being intolerant? I mean, with all our beliefs and, and following God and, and calling sin a sin, are we just being intolerant? Are we just not moving along with the times or or what's going on here? I mean, Christians are more often than not, we are associated with being intolerant. We're often labeled as, you know, things such as bigots or being close-minded and more times than not uh, known as having, you know, one type of phobia or another. But is that a correct assumption about all Christians? I mean, should we as Christians be more tolerant than what we actually are? I mean, it is possible. It really is. But it just depends on what definition of tolerance we're using. And here's what I mean. It just seems that in today's society, tolerance has two very different meanings than what it used to mean when I grew up. One definition is to allow others to have a difference of opinion or to our own treating others with dignity, respect, and being fair, and also knowing that not everyone is going to have the same opinion or outlook on every situation that we come across or that we discuss. And we're not always going to see eye to eye on things. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Just because we all don't see things the same way doesn't mean that we can't get along or that we can't be respectful and be polite towards one another. I mean, the other more modern problem that I've noticed, though, and it is becoming very popular, is that anyone who doesn't see eye to eye with your opinion or feel the same way that you do on a specific subject, that person is being intolerant. See, in this generation, any kind of speaking up for your religious viewpoint or stating you just own your personal opinion that it goes against the, you know, the society norm, you could say, they say you're being insensitive, that you're being intolerant, and your stance just needs to be shut down in silence and canceled. I mean, it's happening everywhere. People will point fingers at other people and say that they have a phobia or that they're being a bigot. And, you know, they consider your thoughts and and their opinions or others' opinions as a hate speech. I mean, it's completely ridiculous. So why is this happening? What's changed over time that intolerance and the definition of intolerance and what's considered intolerance has changed? And the more simple answer is feelings. And here's what I mean by that. Is people in today's society place less emphasis on what the truth actually is, and they place more of an emphasis on individual feelings. So if someone's opinion goes against theirs, then that person is attacked and accused of some kind of hate speech. You know what I mean? I know, you know you've seen it. You can find it anywhere you look on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the news. The mindset people have adopted over the years is it might be true for you, but not for me. But that statement is so self-refuting because truth is just truth for all people at all times. If that isn't true, then for one, how would we know what truth is and would it be breaking the laws of logic? I mean, I think it would if something is true then it is completely true at all times, at all places, and for all people. But what it boils down to is that if truth is no longer relevant, if that's really no longer relevant, if that's not what we're actually seeking, 
and what's true for you isn't true for me, then we can honestly say it's true that truth is impossible to know. I mean, look at it like this. The Bible says that in John 14, 6, it states that Jesus is the only way to God. Last week, we discussed this in our podcast, but we know that Judaism and Islam disagree with this. As Christians, we need to tolerate and respect them, but we must hold firm to what the Bible says Jesus was and who he was. But in any case, if Jesus isn't the Messiah, which is the belief of Judaism, or Jesus was merely a prophet, which is the belief of Islam, or Jesus was was uh, the Son of God and the Messiah, which is the being the Christian belief, not all three of these can be true at the same time. And if all three aren't tree, true, it's up to Christians to point this out. We have to speak up for Jesus and tell others that Jesus is the Messiah, Jesus did die for our sins, and rose back to life, and Jesus is the only way to God. Now, this kind of speech uh, is tough, is becoming more and more unheard of, uh, especially since the majority of the world considers it to be hate speech and closed-minded and bigotry. Now, now, don't get me wrong, though. This isn't a free pass for all of us Christians to run out and be rude, mean, relentless, and hateful when it comes to telling others about Jesus. We must love our brothers and sisters. We must love our neighbors, according to 1 Peter 3.15, and which is where apologetics comes from. We must do these things with gentleness and respect. But tolerance in today's society is only expected for those opposing a Christian worldview. I mean, basically, if you're a Christian and you speak out about what God calls a sin and what God calls evil, we're the intolerant ones. We are. Atheists and other religions like to throw out there that we're supposed to be more like Jesus. And guess what? I could not agree more with that. And here's what I mean by that. Look through the New Testament and read how Jesus spoke to the political leaders of that day. He calls them a brood of vipers. I mean, he even grabbed a whip and started turning over tables. He even calls Peter Satan. He called people hypocrites. So yeah, I agree with them. We need to be acting a lot more like Jesus. He referred to some as uh, some as children of Satan, but what I've come to understand is that this generation is not interested in what is considered true. They don't care about evidence. This is the generation of feel good. And what that means is that people now want to do whatever they want to do that makes them feel good, regardless of its consequences. Anytime someone opposes them, even out of genuine love, it's considered intolerant. But the Bible knew and the Bible foresaw days like this that would come. Isaiah 520 says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5 says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. I'm going to give you some more. 
2 Timothy 4.3 says, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. And Matthews 24.12 says, And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. And there's other places as well, but what this generation calls loving, it's not loving at all. To most nowadays, loving is allowing people to do whatever they want and agreeing with it and say whatever they want, even though it might not be true, and agreeing with it. Let me tell you something, that is not loving. Loving is doing what is right in order to bring truth to light. For example, if I went to the lake and went down to the boating dock and saw a hole in a boat and kept silent about it, even though I saw a family getting into it, that would not be loving of me. But what if I did try to tell the dad of that family But he told me to shut up and mind my own business because he saw I had a Christian shirt on for whatever reason, you know, and and he was an atheist. So should I just still be obligated to love them enough to tell them so that their family wouldn't possibly die or be injured? Or do I just keep my mouth shut? Of course I should say something. That's what love is. There's thousands of examples that we can just make up out of the top of our head or even have real-life situations that show that loving isn't always about agreeing with others' opinions, others' feelings, and others' happiness. You know, um, I don't know if you've ever heard or even watched Ben Shapiro before, but he says it best. Facts don't care about your feelings. And, you know, and for me, I can just turn that around and say truth doesn't care about your feelings. Truth is truth. In fact, the next to the newly developed cancel culture, do you know what the most famous statement people like to say about Christians? Don't judge me, or you can't judge me. It's one of the most used, out-of-context, unbiblical-based statements used today, and here's why. The Bible just doesn't say uh, we should not judge. I mean, we have verses to back up saying that we should judge, and it just tells us how to judge. Like in Matthew 7, 1, it says, judge not that you be not judged. See, now that sounds pretty straightforward when you read it like that. But see, people like to take those verses out of context, but let's finish the entire portion of that verse. Let's read Matthew 7, 1 through 5. Here's the entire context. Judge not that you be not judged, for with the judgment you pronounce you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. See, we can see when we read the entire context of that verse, what Jesus is actually doing is he's teaching us how to judge. He's saying, don't judge others for the same thing that you're in the process of still doing. He's saying, stop judging other people when you yourself are doing the exact same thing. You can't win others over by pointing a finger if you're doing the exact same thing. That makes you a hypocrite. In John seven twenty four, the scripture says, Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. Another verse in 1 Corinthians 6, 3 goes as far as to say, Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more the things of this life? See, it looks to me as though we are called to judge, but to judge from a biblical perspective, not of a human perception. 
Let me say that again. You judge from a biblical perspective, not off of human perception. In fact, see, when someone says to me, don't judge me or you can't judge me, I just simply reply by saying, then why are you judging me? Or I'll say, is that a judgment? See, because we all make judgments on a daily basis. We make judgments on waking up every day, what to eat, where to go, and so forth. Now, this doesn't give everyone free reign to run around and, and call people alcoholics or, you know, drug addicts names or homosexual uh, names or transgender uh, people uh, names. What we're to do is go to them in love and understanding and respect and show them that the way they are living is against God's command and is a sin, but also tell them how repenting of those sins and following Christ can and will lead to eternal salvation. But this whole cancel culture is just getting plum ridiculous. It's like every time I turn around, somebody is being canceled for one thing or another. And and what's even more ridiculous is that people are getting canceled because of something they said like 15 or 20 years ago. And, and I'm just like, it's just ridiculous. I mean, we all do things. We all have made mistakes. But I mean, just to completely cancel someone out because of something they did in the past or because they say, hey, I don't agree with that type of lifestyle or I don't agree with that type of living or saying, hey, by the way, this is a sin according to God. I mean, I don't understand how that is just so offensive that you have to cancel people and shut them down and basically pretty much put tape over their mouths to shut them up because you don't want that going out that people find that wrong. Well, guess what? Even with all of our mouths taped shut, you know, deep down, and I'm talking about the people that are causing the cancel culture, by the way, they know deep down what they are doing or what they are saying is wrong. If it wasn't wrong, then they wouldn't be so offended by it. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I get so tired of this whole, you know, oh, it's true for you, true for me. I'm like, come on. I mean, most of the people that are saying this obviously are not Christians, honestly. And it just blows my mind because the majority of them are uh, are atheists or agnostic. And these are the ones that believe in the laws that of you know that ground our nature, that ground in science, like the laws of logic, and they try to use that term. It's true for you, but not for me. What does that even mean? I mean, seriously, how can it be true for you, but not for me? If it's true, it's true. I just choose not to follow it, or you choose to follow it, and you know, vice versa. But either way, it's going to be true or it's going to be false. It's not, it can't be true and false at the same time. I mean, that's just ridiculous and it's, and well, it's plumb out just dumb. It's stupid. It's stupidity. I mean, but the, like I said, like we read the verses where the Bible said, you know, like there will come a time where people, they're not looking for the truth. They're looking for happiness. They're looking for people just to agree with them so that they can continue thinking that, you know, what they're doing is going to lead them to happiness. 
And you know what? You might have temporal happiness from whatever it is that they're doing. But it doesn't lead to eternal happiness. It doesn't lead to salvation. And so that's where Christians need to step up and, you know, be intolerant and say, hey, this is wrong. This is a sin. It goes against the Bible. It goes against nature. I mean, we got to step up. We got to say something. And so, you know, I just saw a video the other day about that preacher that was kicking. I don't know if y'all saw this, but there's a preacher in Canada. And I guess on Easter Sunday, the police tried, like, basically just invading his church and trying to shut it down. And, oh, the video went viral. It's all over YouTube that him and he was just calling them Nazis, telling them, you know, get out of here. You're not coming in here. You're not welcome here. Don't come back without a warrant. And, you know, yeah, he was he was being very forceful. He really was. But I mean, honestly, that's what, that's what preachers should be doing. And and what I mean is that preachers are called to protect their flock. They're the shepherd for their flock and they are called to protect their flock against the wolves. And at this specific time, and I'm all for police, I back the blue. So don't misunderstand me. But when you start using your power for bad, and trying to use your force to go into churches to shut it down, then yeah, I do believe you should be met with force. I'm not talking physical force. I'm talking about just, you know, in force in general, like this pastor was doing, this preacher was doing, going out telling them, no, you're not welcome here. Get out of my church, you know? And so I completely and 100% back him up, and and I applaud him for that. He did a great job. But, you know, he was not going to sit there and be bullied. And Christians don't need to be bullied either. And I don't care if they're calling us intolerant and bigots and whatever else people want to call us. We need to stand up for truth. We need to stand up for righteousness. We need to stand up for God. And we need to let people know that sin is a sin. It is what it is. If it's not the truth, it's not the truth. If it is the truth, it is the truth. So I just pray that uh, you all have a very blessed week. I hope you had a blessed Easter this past Sunday. I hope you keep joining us. Uh, if y'all never looked us up before, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and also on YouTube. We try to get videos out twice a week on YouTube. Uh, we usually put something out at least once a day on uh, Facebook and Instagram. So if you haven't seen us there, join us there. Hopefully uh, my book should be heading to the publisher soon. And as soon as it comes out and it's for sale, I will let everyone know. And I'll put a description in the link. And so y'all just have a blessed week and God bless.